Memoirs of a Victorian Detective. Much has been made of the events of October 1884, and indeed it proved one of the most challenging chapters in my fond association with Inspector Murder. For such an extraordinary occurrence, the matter began with utmost mundanity. I don't know, sir. You're the expert in these matters, of course. But if you ask me, it's a red herring. Ah, that's exactly what our suspects want us to think, Luke. Yeah, they expect us to dismiss this evidence as circumstantial. Whereas in reality, it holds the key to the entire case. Oh, good morning, Laura. Why is there a dead fish on the table? It's a clue. Looks like a red herring. Oh, not you as well. Constance! We're all fucked! What are you on about? Stop there, police! Oh, I get it. What on earth? Don't let them look under the floorboards, especially not in the study. They ask about the smell, tell them it's furniture polish. What's the meaning of this? All right, boys, cuff the lot of them. Ow! Steady! Those better have strong locks, boyo! Let them go! They've done nothing wrong! Well, two of them haven't. Who are you, anyway? Detective Chief Inspector Arthur Davies. Inspector Murder, I'm arresting you on suspicion of murder. Unbound Theatre presents Inspector Murder Inspect by Dario Knight and Gareth Johnson. Episode 6, A Trial. Laura, we've been waiting for you. The trial's about to start. I'm aware of that, Luke, what with being the Inspector's Defence Counsel and all. How come Constable Convict didn't get a proper lawyer? No idea. I'm utterly out of my depth. It's terrifying. I didn't think they'd allow it after the arrest. At least they owned up to it being a mistake. They were only supposed to cuff the Inspector. I was referring to what happened at the police station. Another misunderstanding? You put three grown men in hospital. I didn't touch them! It was a psychiatric hospital. The scars were emotional. Oh, look out. Here comes the prosecution. Where? Oh, I see. Well, if it isn't little Laura Norder. Laura, it's been years. You know him? Luke, Constance, this is Harry. We're from the same village. More than that, surely. (laughs) We grew up together. What a surprise to see you again. I didn't realise you'd gone into law. Rising star of the system, if I say so myself. What's with you in this barrister's get-up? Fancy dress? I'm the counsel for defence in the Inspector Murder case. What? Loopy Laura in court? Loopy? That's what they call her back home. Loopy Laura who saw conspiracies round every corner. Fancied herself as a master sleuth of all things. You do know women can't qualify as lawyers. Special dispensation at the client's request. I work as a freelance... Private investigator... So I do know something about criminology. Private investigator? (laughs) Oh, that is too much. Well, apologies in advance, but this case is mine for the winning. See you in court, as they say. (laughs) What a charming fella. How come you never mentioned him before, Loopy? Because he was an insufferable know-it-all then, and clearly time's not healed that particular gaping wound on his personality. Ladies and gentlemen, the Buckshot murder trial will be in session shortly. Please make your way through to courtroom one. Better get going. You two head for the public gallery. Before we do, I've got something for you. What? My latest invention. 
It's a lie detector. Just flick this switch here and leave it out of sight of the judge. This bulb lights up when it detects a fib. It'll come in handy when they start bringing in the witnesses. Thank you, Luke. Good luck. Come on, Constance. Let's grab a seat. Oh, do they sell snacks? All rise for the Honourable Judge Wentworth. Wentworth? Be seated. Would the defendant please stand? Inspector Murder, you stand accused of the murder of Lord Alfred Buckshot. How do you plead? Not guilty. Bollocks! Silence in court. Counsel for the prosecution. Your opening remarks, if you please. Thank you, Your Honour. May I begin by saying what a pleasure it is to be working with you again? You may. What a pleasure it is to be working with you again, Your Honour. Noted. My lord, I intend to prove beyond any reasonable doubt that not only is the defendant guilty of murdering Lord Alfred Buckshot on the 2nd of March 1884, but that he also sought to pervert the course of justice through means of intimidation to create false testimony from the man wrongfully imprisoned for the offence. <gasps> Poppycock! Silence in court, you guilty nonce! Silence indeed! Thank you, madam. Happy to serve, Wiggy! Furthermore, I intend to demonstrate that Inspector Murder has posed a continued threat to the British public through his work as a consulting detective. Engaging in activities tantamount to assault, criminal damage and defamation of character. Council will seek not only conviction for this most disturbing murder, but to initiate legal proceedings on a spate of underhanded dealings, the details of which shall become apparent in due course. Thank you, my lord. Excellent work, Council. Your father would be proud. Thank you, Daddy. My pleasure, son. I knew it. Bloody typical. Council for the defence? Yes, thank you, my lord. Um... <clears throat> I, I, I intend to make clear that the accusations against my esteemed client are merely a fabrication and that the rightful culprit for the murder of Lord Buckshot has already been correctly sentenced to a prison term. <laughs> Loopy does it again. Moreover, I shall refute any and all assertions that the inspector has acted against the interests of the public he has sworn to protect. I, uh, I think that's everything. Ha! <laughs> Pitiful. Thank you, counsel. Jury, you have heard the opening statements with regards to this case. We shall now allow the prosecuting counsel to call their first witness. Oi, Wiggy, any chance of a pea break? I told you not to drink all that cordial at once. And look, you've dropped boiled sweets all over the floor. Won't need long, just a quick waz and a refill. Agreed. A court will take a five-minute recess. Make it ten. That was a jumbo-sized super slurp bucket of juice. Any advance on ten minutes? Actually, I've got a bit of skirt waiting on me for our rendezvous, Pa. Could we make it fifteen? Seven-minute walk away, is it? No advance on fifteen minutes. Sold. <laughs> Inspector, I can't go through with this. You need a proper lawyer. I wouldn't trust a proper lawyer. You're my best chance. But I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, you always figure it out. It's a farce. The judge and prosecution are related and Constance is in charge of the scheduling. And of all the lawyers in England, why did Harry Wentworth have to be here? 
You know him? Since we were children. He was the rich kid in the village, always showing off his latest toys, then letting poor kids play with them in return for unerring hero worship. Didn't work on you? <laughs> no, I always thought he was a twat. Oh, anger's good. Use it. How? I've spent weeks researching law, but what if Wally Brain Wentworth comes up with something I'm not expecting? I mean, why on earth are they letting me represent you in the first place? I insisted. But I was there when Herbert Lapointe confessed to killing Lord Buckshot. I was the one accusing him. I ought to be a witness. If I question him about anything relating to the arrest, he could put the blame on me as well as you. And then we've even less of a hope of winning. They're not interested in that. You'll see. Now, have you decided who you're calling as witnesses? (sighs) The prosecution will call everyone else present at the arrest save for Luke because he'll take our side. So I'll start with him and then... Then me. No! I have to. I want to clear my name. They'll destroy you. I don't know all the ins and outs of court cases, but I do know not letting the prosecution interrogate the defendant is level one stuff. I'll be fine. You'll be humiliated. I'm not letting that happen. Again. Uh, Laura, you must. I know you think all of this is unfair, but trials always happen for a reason. The truth will out. No matter how much humiliation it takes. Help me, Laura. Recess is over. You're due back in court. Prosecution calls its first witness. Herbert Lapointe. Laura, use the device. I almost forgot. Thanks. Mr Lapointe, on the night of March 3rd, 1884, you were arrested for the murder of Lord Alfred Buckshot. At the time, you pleaded guilty, correct? I. Beg pardon? I said I was guilty. You did? I. Yes, you. I just said it was you. I. 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 Moving on. Mr Lapointe, under what condition was your confession given at the time? Oh, it was chilly, but the, the rain had held off, as I remember. No. Did you give your confession of your own free will, or were you pressured into giving it? Oh. Yes? I. I what? I was forced to own up for a crime what I hadn't done. What was that? Uh, I don't know. Where's that light coming from? It's a reading lamp. I need it to see my papers. I'll just turn it off. Nice work, Alexander Graham Bellend. Yes. Needs more work, I fear. Mr Lapointe. Who was it that forced you to falsely confess? It were him, Detective Murder. That Inspector Murder, thank you very much. And in what way did the Inspector pressure you? He threatened to blow up my farm. So you invented a confession to safeguard your beloved wife and your livelihood, eh? I Oh. No further questions, Your Honour. Counsel for Defence, you may cross-examine. Um, Mr Lapointe? What do you want, girlie? Want me to tell him everything? No further questions, Your Honour. <laughs> oh, this is too easy. Prosecution, your next witness. I call the arresting officer Detective Richard Brain. You're shitting me! What? Detective Dick Brain? Brilliant! Silence, or I'll have you forcibly removed. Braver men have tried. Detective Brain. 
Am I right in asserting that until Mr Lapointe's somewhat sudden entry into the investigation, the prime suspect in the Lord Buckshot case was in fact Inspector Murder? That's correct. He had been seen leaving Buckshot Manor shortly after the fatal shot was fired. Uh, I'd been lured there under false pretenses. There was this note... Silence! And when you apprehended him on the Lapointe small holding, what were his words? You may check your notes. He said... Look, I didn't kill him, all right. I'm just here trying to find a lost cow and sort out a poxy bomb. Poultry bomb. I believe you also noted another pertinent comment just before Mr Lapointe confessed. In response to the mention of Mr Sherlock Holmes, the inspector remarked, Bloody egghead, bet he doesn't have to go around dealing with exploding chickens. And then shortly after, Mr Lapointe was arrested? The chicken coop blew up. Your Honour. Council maintains that Inspector Murder targeted Herbert Lapointe as a scapegoat and intimidated him via a bomb threat into giving a false confession. Objection! Overruled. Indeed, the damage of the explosive device was not confined to poultry. <laughs> Bring in Maud Lapointe. <gasps> Good Lord! As you can see, Mrs Lapointe is now entirely encased in bandages, owing to a hideous scarring incurred in the blast. But she was with us when the coop blew up. She was fine. Your Honour, a second device had been planted on the same site as the first. It detonated some days later when Mrs Lapointe went to clear up the remains of the coop. No doubt it was a warning to Mrs Lapointe not to speak out about her husband's wrongful arrest. Isn't that right, Mrs Lapointe? Defence counsel? Detective Brain, your pursuit of Inspector Murder came on the advice of Mr Sherlock Holmes, yes? It did. Mr Holmes' deduction being that the inspector had fled the scene of the murder and caught a train to Hackney. Indeed. But the inspector did no such thing. He travelled to Hackney by coach at the invitation of Maud Lapointe to help investigate the disappearance of a prize bull. I thought it was her husband. What? No, I, I mean, I, I thought we were looking for her... Forget it. It was Herbert Lapointe who took the train. He travelled into the city to murder Lord Buckshot and, at the same time, establish an alibi that the purpose of the journey had been to purchase gardening tools for his wife's birthday. Isn't that right, Mrs Lapointe? <coughs> no further questions, Your Honour. That's handy. I need another wee... What next, I wonder? Loopy, why the long face? Sod off, Harry. There's no need to take it personally. Here, have some water. It's just a bit of fun, all this, you know. Fun? My friend's on trial for murder. <laughs> it's all a game, really. A fool's errand. You know that, don't you? I wish I had your sense of detachment. Actually, no, you're an asshole. I take that back. Ha! See you. What about me? And see me. Regrettably. Could be a perfect match. The whole village thought so. Change the subject. Picked your witnesses yet? You'll call the scientist, of course. Possibly. That's a yes. And the inspector? No. What? I'm not calling him. But you have to. Otherwise, what's the point of all this? I wish I knew. So serious, Loopy. That was always your trouble. Running around the village looking for mysteries. Determined to right wrongs that never existed. Just because you couldn't see them didn't mean they weren't there. 
Some of us try to deal with problems before they get worse, not after. Well, best of luck. You'll need it. You know when this is over, I could always give you a little tuition in the ways of the legal system. One to one, if you catch my drift. Harry, see this glass of water? Yes. And see those smart grey trousers you're wearing? Yes. <coughs> Perfect match. Shall we go back in? Prosecution, you may call your next witness. Oh, and don't forget it's your mother's birthday next week. Come round for supper and bring her posies or some such. Will do, Peter. <coughs> I have multiple witnesses, Your Honour, who collectively demonstrate that Inspector Murder is directly responsible for all manner of disturbances of the peace in recent months. Call Freddie Beresford. Well, it's like this. I engaged the inspector's services to help with the stalker. He dragged me onto a train knowing the scoundrel would be there, abandoned me in my hour of need, and as a result, when I fled from the fiend, I tripped buttock over tit and cracked my skull open. Disorientated for weeks. I want to sue the monster for personal injury. Sue me? You didn't even have a stalker. It turned out to be your brother. Still got hurt, though. Besides, I could really use the cash. You got hurt? I fell off a train. That was your own fault, prattin' about on the roof like something in a bad novel. Whilst you, as I recall, were higher than a unicorn riding a kite to fairyland. Cool, Lady Carrington. Oh, it was simply awful. This dreadful beast accused my entire household of stealing away my precious tiara when they'd done nothing of the sort. After I disavowed his appalling behaviour... He insulted my dear husband and destroyed a priceless painting. Yes, if I can explain. Indeed, I gather that the sheer debilitating social embarrassment caused to you by the inspector is the reason why, Lady Carrington, you now wear a mask to hide your blushes. I daren't show my face in public society, knowing I've an affronted husband and a spoiled Gainsborough back at home. What must people think of me? Point of order, Your Honour. Lady Carrington's husband is not what we might call picturesque. I would argue that the inspector's comments, though blunt, were justified. How dare you, girl? Only poor people are ugly. Lord Carrington is distinguished-looking. Call Barry the human boulder. There was pretending to be acts at the circus. I was stopping them from snooping round where they wasn't welcome, and they assaulted me with an elephant. Good Lord. It was only the trunk. You depraved hooligan. It wasn't me. Constance was the one riding the beast. Disgraceful. I take it she was in your employ at the time? Yes. So she was acting under your orders? Never knowingly, no. Yes, that's correct. Everything I'd done was because he made me do it. He used me, he did. Call Theodore Mountbatten-Jones. So, then this fellow tears into our perfectly reputable shipping barracks, spills soot and shards of glass all over the place, hijacks a ship filled with precious bits of bobs, sets sail up the Thames, gets involved in a pitched battle with some Welsh pirates, blows their ship to smithereens, crashes ours into the riverbank and sends the entire bally cargo sinking to the muddy depths. <laughs> Cost us more than a few notes to put right, I assure you. Dreadful nuisance. Yes, or... I'll admit that one got out of hand. Perhaps.
Perhaps I should just plead guilty before they dredge up any more old cases. Harry said he's only got one more witness before he finishes, so at least he'll be over soon. <sighs> You're doing well. I'm doing nothing. He's walking all over me. Again. I didn't know you'd met him before. If I had, I wouldn't have dreamed... I still can't understand why you wanted me to represent you. A proper lawyer would have done a proper job. A proper lawyer wouldn't let me give evidence. And neither will I. Yes, you will. You know it's the right thing to do. Right? Of course it's not right. They're already pressing you with an imaginary murder charge and God knows how many other stupid little slights they'll blow up into sagas before they're through. They won't stop till they've ripped you apart and I can't let that happen. You helped me, Inspector. You gave me a job when no one else would. I will not put you in front of them. I will not see your name dragged through the mud. Call in the next witness for the prosecution, Miss Constance Avalance. Shit! For it all, Wiggy, what's occurring? Will you swear on the Bible? Certainly will. Fuck that! Miss Avalance, may I call you Constance? May I shove this gavel up your nose? Very well. How long have you known the defendant? Too pissing long. In what capacity are you affiliated with the inspector? He says I'm his housekeeper. A live-in position? Well, I can't do it when I'm dead, can I? You and he reside in the same household. What are you suggesting? That you are, perhaps, privy to the inspector's private moments, shall we say? I am when he forgets to lock the door. Right. I'm not sure that's what I... He's at it all hours of the night sometimes. Objection! Overruled! Makes a right mess he does, spilling that sticky stuff everywhere. I'd like to object to my own witness, Your Honour. I keep telling him he needs to put down some kind of covering to protect the parquet. Wait! One night he had the little science fellow who lives with us at it with him too. I promise you it's not what you think. They were using all sorts of newfangled devices to give themselves a helping hand. Boats! Luke and I have been making model boats. It was glue that got all over the floor. Luke's been inventing special tools to make construction easier. We were not ma- doing anything else. I see. Miss Avalance, you've heard the evidence given against the inspector today. Has any of it surprised you? Not really. You readily accept the likelihood of his responsibility for injuring people and destroying valuable property? I suppose he might have accidentally done all that. Accidentally? Well, it's not like he's got the brains to do any of it on purpose, has he? He's just a clumsy wazzock on an unlucky streak. So you don't believe he could have been a murderer? Him? No chance! Have you got any idea how much planning and precision bumping someone off takes? Well, no. You've got to put your brain into it as well as your back. You've got to pick the target... Analyse their daily routine. No further questions, Your Honour. Pick the murder weapon, plan the attack. Not to mention cleaning up afterwards and making a run for it. Just stop. And you think that piss-brained pillar could off some chinless lord of the manor? No chance. Is that me done? I I suppose that could have gone worse. On the plus side, she didn't headbutt anyone. True. That reminds me, we must send an apology to the aquarium. Yes, and to the children's hospital. 
More water? No, thanks. What ho, Loopy? Ready for your big moment? Raring to go. Especially after Constance's evidence was so much in my favour. The jury seemed to fully agree with her character assessment, so thank you for that. It's not over yet, Loopy. Courtroom one is about to resume session. (coughs) Water went down the wrong way. (coughs) Dear me, star witness half dead before the summons. Oh, not a good start. See you in there. Are you all right? Yes, I'm fine. (coughs) Apart from the hiccups. Let's get back in there. Call in witness for the defence, Dr Luke Vercluse. Dr Vercluse, thank you for agreeing to give evidence. Oh, my pleasure. I'd like to ask you about the earlier testament regarding the second explosion at the Lapointe farm. The first was accidentally caused by one of your experiments? Yes. I had just that morning finished minting the world's first steam-powered chicken. <laughs> Do go on, Doctor. Unfortunately, it had been tampered with by an unknown saboteur and malfunctioned. Which explains the inspector's comments about an exploding chicken before Herbert Lapointe confessed. Yes. And the second explosion? Likely the result of a steam generator component surviving the blast and detonating later when it was disturbed. Thank you, Doctor. Now a few questions about your employer. Would you say the inspector was good at his job? Oh, I'd say he was extremely competent. Luke? Sorry, could you repeat that? Yes. I'd say the inspector was, without a doubt, highly competent at his job. Luke! You mean he does it well? He's totally capable of doing his job properly. Uh, Doctor Fercluz, you are certain of what you're saying? Yes. Only it's rather irregular for a defence witness to brand the defendant incapable. Not to mention bloody hurtful. I didn't call you incapable, sir. You're entirely beyond capable. Thank you for clarifying. Dr Fercluse, you have a lot of respect for your employer, do you not? I think I can safely say in all my years I've never encountered such an hick-efficient, hick-decisive, hick-decent man in all my life. Oh, wait. Now I understand. No further questions, Your Honour. And can I just state for the record that I believe with all my heart that the accused is the most humane person you could wish to meet. Contrary to my colleague's earlier testament, I would say his sanity is wholly unquestionable. Counsel for the prosecution? Oh, no questions from me, Your Honour. Are you sure? Quite sure. Dr Fercluse's evidence has been most invaluable. Sorry about that. At least the bit about the explosion got across unscathed. So, who are you going to call as your next witness? I don't know. If you call the... Don't. He suffered worse, you know. He worked at the yard for a long time before he became a consulting detective. That's where I met him. He was one of the best. Intuition like you wouldn't believe. He might be past his prime now, but back then he only had to look at a person and he'd know whether they'd done something wrong. Let them go. They've done nothing wrong. That's what he said. When the police came to the agency to arrest him, he said, they've done nothing wrong. Not we, but they. Like he wasn't referring to himself. You don't mean you think he's guilty? No, but something's connecting. I think... I think I'm beginning to see. Trials always happen for a reason. I'm not calling him. But you have to. Otherwise, what's the point of all this? You know it's the right thing to do. It's all a game, really. A fool's errand. 
You know this, don't you? Fool's errand. What is? The Carrington case. Then who would go to the trouble of placing a notice in the newspaper just to lead someone on a fool's errand? Another dirty trick to derail my career. I wish I'd not taken that chap's advice now. What chap? I met him outside your office as I was writing the last letter. He suggested this rendezvous on the train. Clever girl. He told me you were a smart one. Who was he talking about, do you think? An accomplice? More of an organ grinder. Met him at the stage door. Iris grew up, wasn't it? It sounded vaguely Irish, as I recall. T-S-O-J. Who is T-S-O-J? Met him a month or so back. Travels. The truth will out, no matter how much humiliation it takes. Help me, Nora. We need to get back to the courtroom. Are you alright? I know what's going on, and I know what I have to do. Your Honour, I apologise for the delay in returning. I should think so. Some of us have a social life to maintain. And shows to perform. Please forgive me, Freddie, Barry, Maud, Lady Carrington, Theodore. Quite the gathering. Miss Norder, your next witness, please. As you wish, I call to the stand Inspector Murder. Thank you, Laura. Inspector, I believe previous testimonies have adequately accounted for the discrepancies in the prosecution's case concerning Lord Buckshot. Therefore, I wish to ask you about another related matter. Very well. Inspector, who is Travers? Inspector, I hardly think this is an appropriate time for inane grinning. Forgive me, Judge, but I've never been more proud... Your testimony, Inspector Murder. It is not uncommon knowledge that I spent many years in the employ of the Great Scotland Yard before turning my attentions to a rather more sedate working life. I've been stagnant, if you ask me. Thank you, Constance. When I took early retirement, I knew it was impossible to leave my old life behind me completely. Indeed, my esteemed colleague... Dr. Vercluse followed me into private practice as my chief inventor and indispensable bondsman. Sorry about that, sir. No harm done. (laughs) But there is another figure from my previous career that trailed me into the freelance life. And in recent months, that individual has become increasingly noticeable, though not physically present, a shadow hanging over myself and my team. In the latter days of my time at the yard, I worked to identify a mysterious criminal, seemingly linked with the most callous and disturbing cases. Not only in London, but with a lawless reach far beyond the capital. I came damn close to catching him. Ah, but alas. I mean, though I'd built up a detailed profile of the man... His arrest eluded me. The last case of my long career. 
unsolved. Of course. I should have known. Dr. Vercluse worked with me on the investigation before our change of circumstance. But as we know, though they may shift and change with the sun passing overhead and hide in the dead of night, shadows never leave you. And my recent cases have suggested my elusive miscreant is at work, avenging the troubles I once caused by trying to unpick his network of crime. You tampered with machinery. T-S-O-J, I was a fool! Yes, this was the man who sabotaged the chicken which detonated at the Lapointe's farm. And indeed, the man who lured me to buckshot all at the time of Lord Alfred's murder in the hope of framing me. The man who sent Freddie and Cecil Beresford to my attention and lured me to Lady Carrington in the hope of humiliating me. The fixer of William Wapplington's smuggling ring and financier of the Lilliard Braithwaite scandal. There is a thread combining my recent cases, Your Honour, but it is not my incompetence. Objection! Oh, shut up, Constance. Clearly... Mr. T.S.O.J. is determined to undermine me, frame me, humiliate me, with a man as dangerous as that snapping at the heels of my friends and myself, I decided I must take action. I needed to lure him into the open. Putting yourself in the dock, the ultimate humiliation. You mean? The trial is a hoax. What a claptrap. Show's over, Wentworth. But many thanks for playing along. You too, Junior. My pleasure. You're a disgrace to the legal profession, but (laughs) you have your uses. They were all in on it? Yes, as were the police who arrested us. A public trial was the perfect way to lure TSOJ into the open. And my taking the stand was the critical opportunity to see me fail. I'm grateful, Laura, that you understood why. So he's here then? I've no doubt. Detective Davies locked the doors when we resumed, so there's no way out. Time to illuminate the shadow. We don't know the bugger's name yet. First name Travers. T-S-O-J. Travers Steve O'Justice. Now, I never quite clasped eyes on the man's face. He has a predilection for disguises which muddied the waters. But I'd wager even he wouldn't risk being seen in a building full of law enforcers. He'd need to hide his face and his voice. Wouldn't he, Mrs Lapointe? Nice try, Travers. (laughs) But I've got you this time. Ladies and gentlemen, pray be standing for the Lord of Misrule. Shit, it's an old woman. Oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Lapointe. I'm so sorry. Please, stop screaming. Be behind you. What? Lady Carrington. The mask. Good shot, Inspector. But not as good as this one. Everybody down. Davies, do it now. Go, go, go. What's going on? I know that smell. It's knockout gas. Lady Carrington, Travers, she's... Come on, Laura. Wakey, wakey. 
what what happened? The the, the smoke. Constance guessed it. You knockout gas. Harmless in the long term, but uh, you've lost a few hours, I'm afraid. You you mean we've got him? You caught Travers? Ah, I'm afraid not. Turns out the bullet wasn't meant for me. He shattered the window, clambered over the dock and got out across the rooftops. Yeah, dropped his mask on the way out. There was a handkerchief inside. Perhaps he saw the gas attack coming after all. Ah, <laughs> so close. It was a good plan. Thank you, Laura. It just goes to show I do get it right once in a while. <laughs> I might not be Sherlock Holmes, but I have my moments. Why didn't you let us in on it? We could have helped. Oh, Travers is my problem. But when Wolplington said he knew about you, Laura... You mean he's been spying on us? That makes him our problem, not just yours. I have a feeling it'll be a while before he makes his presence felt again. He always went to ground after a big operation. I think the shadow's shortened for now. Christ, all my little lambs. Fancy a bevy? Where did you find brandy in a court of law? In a cupboard. That lady carriage was there and all. Lady Carrington. Why didn't the gas knock you out? After a while, you build up an immunity. It's no good, Squire. He's escaped. I knew he was gone as soon as the bullet missed me. But thank you, Davies. For everything. Always happy to help one of our own. Not half missed down at the yard, you know. Why don't you go back? Finish the job with Travers? Well, it's uh, not really my place to... Some things are best left done with, Laura. Besides, I've an agency to run. <laughs> Let's get back to it, eh? Now I think of it, that evidence is still on the drawing room table. Luke, that's a red herring. Or is it? Trust me, I was nearly a lawyer. Anyway, what's all this about model boats? Oh, look at that. The perfect autumn evening. Ideal weather for a, a long walk home. So that, I'm off to the Red Lion. Anyone for a swift one? Yeah, all right. Just the one. See you later, you two. Come along, Laura. Let's get home. Extra, extra. I'm just missing it. Reaching back full. What? Give me one of those. What's happened? It's Holmes. Apparently he fell off a waterfall in Switzerland. He's missing, presumed dead. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know what this means? We're the only consulting detectives in London. You are the city's our oyster. Laura, fetch me my deer stalker, my pipe and my violin. You don't play music, smoke or wear hats. I do now. <laughs> Shove over, Sherlock. It's Inspector Murder's time to shine. Inspector Murder Inspects, A Trial, was written by Dario Knight and Gareth Johnson. It starred Alistair Sanderson as the Inspector, Emily Pugh as Laura, Joe Pratt as Constance, and Andrew Faber as Luther Clues, with Andrew Shaw as Harry, Rob Aldrington as Judge Wentworth, 
David Alt as Detective Davies, and Stephanie Hull as the court clerk. Also appearing were Chris Barnett as Herbert, Hannah Rogers as Maud, Gareth Johnson as Detective Brain and Freddy, Erica Sanderson as Lady Carrington, and Brian Murray as Travers. The title music was by Kevin MacLeod, additional music by Matt Black, and editing by Gareth Johnson. It was produced and directed by Dario Knight for Unbound Theatre.